This is B of C Live, the video and podcast series of Business of Cannabis. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. Coming up on this B of C Live, we connect with Meredith Mahoney. She is the CEO and co-founder of Lantern, which helps customers discover cannabis and get it delivered to their door. We want to connect with her about her technology, about cannabis consumers, and how they differ or not from consumers in other sectors. Meredith, thank you for being here. Hey, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to have you because I want to hear about Lantern. I want to hear about your background. I want to hear about how your background influences Lantern and if cannabis consumers are unique in any way to, to, to <laughs> cannabis. Or I, I think I think in cannabis, we often think about it. it's only cannabis that acts like this, but uh, we're going to talk about that if that's okay with you. Yeah, do we have all day? We, uh, no, just kidding. <laughs> I think as much time as Zoom will give us. Um, First, let's give us give us the snapshot of what Lantern is and sort of where it's an offshoot of. Yeah, so Lantern is an e-commerce uh, delivery platform marketplace approach to um, shopping specifically for cannabis. We were incubated within Drizzly, which is the largest um, e-commerce platform and delivery platform for alcohol, uh, beer, wine, and spirits in North America. And they were actually just acquired by Uber for $1.1 billion. Um, we've recently spun out of that, that uh, holding company. And yeah, we're, we're hoping to bring marketplace um, consumer experience and delivery to everyone in cannabis across the US. And I've been doing my research. and I understand what you're saying, but for those that may not, Talk a little bit, the difference between sort of a marketplace experience and like a retailer having a menu online, not to simplify it too much, but. Yeah. So if you think about how you shop for any goods in your life, you're generally shopping in marketplaces and a marketplace is simply, you know, a platform or a, a store that brings together a lot of brands. So, you know, in the U.S., we're shopping at Target, we're shopping at Amazon for beauty, we're shopping at Sephora, and you may occasionally go to a brand's website to buy something. Um, you may go to the Apple website to buy your phone. It's just that's a that's a less common behavior. Um, and so Lantern is the marketplace for cannabis, bringing lots of different brands together. A customer can shop across price points, across you know, formats across categories, across dispensaries, just gives the customer a lot of freedom to shop the way they want to shop. And how they shop in other- And how they shop in other consumer product goods categories. Exactly. It's just a really known behavior for consumers. And it's funny to think about because we think like that's a known behavior for consumers. It's less known, I think, in the cannabis realm because everything is new. Is that the reason why you think? Yeah, we are the only marketplace doing this nationally right now. Um, there's a lot of, pardon me, there's a lot of uh, online e-commerce for cannabis, but it's all at the dispensary level. And so you may have a relationship with your local dispensary down the street. You love their product. You may go to their website and purchase there, but they're going to have a very limited menu and you're not really going to get access to price comparison. They may only be able to deliver it tomorrow. In a marketplace like Lantern, you're going to be able to see the full range of choices you have in your area um, for delivery, or in some cases, pickup. We don't actually do pickup; we only do delivery. Um, but you know, again, this is the way you shop for everything else in your life, and you also get everything delivered. And so, we just kind of want to bring that normal behavior to this category. I like normal behavior in this category. Yeah, <laughs> talk a little bit about that because obviously, you have a deep background in e-commerce and delivery. Talk a little bit about, I guess, some of the similarities 
but also some of maybe the differences in what you bring to the to the role because I mean you you have a background in Wayfair, you have a background in beauty. T talk a little bit about that background and sort of what you bring to the table in the Atlanta. Yes, uh, I think one uh, thread that's kind of gone through my career in e-commerce is how to solve hard consumer problems. So when I started at Wayfair, it was only a couple years in. Wayfair wasn't even Wayfair at that point. It was uh, in 2010 that I joined. They were trying to figure out, we were trying to figure out how to get people to feel comfortable buying sofas online. And then how do you get that sofa from A to B with no damage and for a, a shipping cost that's reasonable? Now people buy furniture online all the time and don't think anything about it. Um, when I was uh, at the beauty startup, we were specifically focused on clean beauty, which is, um, you know, has a list of chemicals that it doesn't include. And really, like, how do you help the customer understand why to buy clean beauty, why it costs more, what is the value prop, how do you advertise that? That is so similar to cannabis. And so in Atlantern, the quote, customer problem we're trying to solve is cannabis in the markets we're in is not easy to, the dispensaries aren't easy to get to, it's hard to park, you have to wait in line, the bud tender is busy, you have people behind you, you got to rush through. Um, in Massachusetts, where I live, you can't even see the product, you're looking at this like laminated menu. Um, and so, you know, my background in, in D to C e-commerce is really like, how do you understand what the customer needs, get them to come to your site because you've grabbed their interest around that need or that interest, get them to proceed through your site with surprise and delight and education and convenience and like getting through quickly. And then how do you make that post-order experience really wonderful in a way that they can't live without your brand afterwards and they want to come back. So that is like Ecom 101. And then the way cannabis overlays onto this is that obviously we all know the regulations are deep. Um, they're very restrictive. The products are not uniform. There's no barcodes, uh, no UPCs. And so how do you give the customer confidence and understanding of what they're selecting? It's hard. That's a lot of overlay, overlapping features um, that are the challenges you're trying to solve. But solving it, you are. And, and I guess the, the question is sort of you're talking about surprising, delighting the customer. I, I mean, it, it's such a difference, I think, from like, the legacy days of how you got cannabis to now, the products you get and how you get them, are people surprised and delighted that it can be like it is to buy? I mean, it's not exactly like buying furniture on Wayfair, but but it's it, it can and will be. I think that the, you know, one thing we I say a lot and we think about a lot is getting cannabis delivered is actually not a new behavior. It's how the illicit market got product to consumers forever until, you know, the process was legalized. So people are used to ordering in some way and then getting it delivered. I think that where we are innovating the customer experience really is around like product information, having the ability to take as much or as little time as you want to make your selections, being able to see like, okay, I like my dispensary down the street. But they're charging me 25 cents, 25% more per eight than I can get down here at this other store. Um, you know, with the, with regard to delivery, I think people are very used to saying like, I want to order food and I want it to be here in 15 minutes. And, um, you know, we can by and large accommodate that depending on where you live in the cities we're in, but, um, 
you know, bringing that to the customer in ways that they're already kind of experiencing that in other things they deliver. I'm saying the same thing over and over, but it's not really the way we execute it is complicated, but the premise around why our platform is needed, I think is very simple. Yeah. And consumers don't even know they want it or need it. And I guess that's the beauty of it. If they're doing this and it's part of their daily lives, they just keep doing it. And that's helpful. Talk a little bit about how, like the benefits for the retailers or the dispensaries, right? Because they, they're operating in the same challenging environment. They're trying to attract consumers. They're trying to hire people, staff people, educate consumers, trying to make that in-store as seamless and interesting, I guess, as possible given the regulations, but how are they finding sort of the Lantern technology integrations? I mean, at the very, very basic level, we're driving volume for them because we are doing all of the customer acquisition. We're building a brand centered around um, getting cannabis conveniently. I think that the dispensary operators that are going to succeed whether they work with Lantern or not are the ones that are going to embrace delivery. And we, given our Drizzly incubation and kind of, we've got some key members of the team that came from Drizzly, e-commerce and delivery is all we do. We don't grow it, process it, we don't run a retail store. Those are all really complicated things that these operators have to figure out. And then to add delivery on top of it, which delivery is a very technology-driven portion of the business, it's really hard to do that well. Um, so when they work with us, we come in and we really help them figure out their entire delivery operation, regardless of where orders are coming in, um, whether it's from us or another source, and getting them to work efficiently, getting them to like get volume. Volume drives the cost of delivery down. I think the other piece of this, which is more of the marketplace piece, is for those operators that are vertically integrated, they care as much about getting their brands in front of people as they do getting their retail footprint in front of people. And marketplaces are where brands thrive. That's where customers, when they they heard about a brand from a friend or they saw an ad, they're going to the marketplace to find that. Yeah, it's smart. And I wonder, like, it's, it's, one, it's, it's, the, it's the type of consumer experience that I feel like, um, soon to be legal markets are like just they just can't wait because it is so different for, well, from a legacy but also having nothing right to go from having nothing to having a marketplace that's super robust includes delivery and, and i guess maybe that's the question like having seen what's happened in california and colorado and and certainly in canada too i feel like regulators are slow to the delivery component of of the regulations but but it's also if you don't have that component how people shop they are, they are less likely to enter the legal framework because this is how they order cannabis, as you were saying now. And I guess that, you know, you know are you finding when you're entering new markets or join, you know, ramping up in new markets, like, is that a selling point to regulators? Not that they're, you're talking directly to them necessarily, but like this enables more people to join the regulated market. For sure. I think that's a key point. One of the reasons we think that delivery is really important um, in the industry what I think you're seeing now is the new legalized markets, so especially on the East Coast, they're recognizing that delivery needs to be part of it from the beginning. It needs to be written into the regs. Um, if you have to go back later, it, it costs a lot of money. It's really time consuming. I mean, you look at Illinois, it'll be years before Illinois um, legalizes delivery. I hope that's not true, but probably will be. Um, and, you know, also, in, state I'm in Massachusetts, there was a really strong social equity component to delivery. 
we, um, to be specific, the uh, recreational product has to be delivered by third-party couriers and those courier couriers have to be social equity. Um, and so we ran an incubator here in the Boston area. We worked with all of these amazing social equity founders. They got their businesses off the ground. Delivery is an easy way to enter the market. Not, excuse me, not easy. Nothing's easy. It's the one of the lower capital intensive ways to enter the industry. And, and so um, that's the other piece of the state regulators looking at delivery and, and wanting to get it in from the beginning. And so they can have another license type that they can offer up to, you know, people that want to get into the industry. It's really smart. Meredith, I've really enjoyed talking to you about Lantern and sort of the landscape in which you're operating because I find it fascinating. And I think it's obviously only going to grow. But also, I think, as you said at the top, this is how consumers behave. You can either accept that or not, but this is how they behave. And let's build an industry that fits right into their, their uh, consumer behaviors as well. So thank you for joining us, sharing the Lantern story. And we look forward to connect with you down the road. Yeah, thanks so much. Uh, it's really fun to talk about. I like it too. And especially you're in Massachusetts and I'm a Massachusetts kid. So, so I feel good about that. Thanks, Meredith. Thank you. That was Meredith Mahoney. She is the CEO of Lantern. If you like this program, please rate and review us wherever you heard the show. It helps support the work we do. We're able to do what we do because of ongoing partnerships with Alterna Savings, Cannabis at Work, Cannabis Benchmarks, Can Delta, Gallagher, Headset, and Torque and Maine. Find out all that we do at businessofcannabis.com. <laughs>